1: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and Organization, Confessions of a Hot Mess. This is a part of our programming this month, October 2022, because it's ADHD Awareness Month. We're kind of focused on a little bit of lived experience. I think we've got a good show for you tonight. Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show um, and write down the secret word of that show. And then just email me the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad we'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made and we'll get into the show.
0: Whether you have ADHD, treat it, research it,
2: love someone with it, or just want to learn more, you're invited to the largest ADHD event of the year. Join Chad at the 2022 annual international conference on ADHD from November 17 to 19 in Dallas, Texas for more than 90 presentations, workshops, and networking with world-class thought leaders. Can't make it to Dallas? Join us virtually. Register today at chad.org.
1: Uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community, and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, so um, this show. Uh, I want to key this thing up so often i find that people with adhd come in and uh, they're very emotionally upset they're shaming themselves they're blaming themselves Um, and often really they're doing a lot more right than they ever imagined and we're going to talk to kimberly here in a second who i worked with for a period of time but uh, there's a little parable i want to kind of frame this out with and there's a the parable goes this there's a there's an innkeeper who uh who has had an inn for for many many years and had fallen on hard times and in despair, the innkeeper reached out to a wise old sage. The sage came in and, and took a look at the, the hotel and uh, said, well, this is what you need to do. You need to change the name of the inn to the five bells inn, and you need to hang six bells at the entrance. And the innkeeper said, well, that's kind of absurd, first of all. And second of all, it's, the name has been in my family for generations. And the sage said, well, if you want to turn this place around, that's what you need to do. So after a while, the, uh, the innkeeper did just that changed the name, and hung six bells at the entrance. And as travelers went by, uh, they would notice the difference in the number of bells and the name, and they would venture in, each wanting to point out the mistake. And while in, they, um, they sat down, um, had some food, some cocktails and uh, uh, in that process, and the inn um, flourished financially after that. Um, I'm telling that story because the moral of the story is the ego delights, and pointing out the mistake of others and that little parable is kind of interesting because it looks broken but it's supposed to look broken um, it's actually fixed that way because people are kind of coming in and doing what they need to do and today we're gonna to talk to Kimberly and I, I want you to kind of hold that parable in mind because there's gonna be a lot of fun stories that we're gonna kind of talk about that we work together that worked for her and at the end of the day I think that maybe a lot of other people might look and be critical but uh, uh, at the end of the day we realized is uh, our little hot mess has got to confess she's pretty successful. So with all that, Kimberly, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, Jeff. Thank you.
1: I'm so thrilled to have you on. So do you remember the first time we actually kind of started, like, talking um, and working together? And you, um, I think you were the one, you just walked in and said, Jeff, I'm just a hot mess. Do you remember that?
2: I do, yes. I think you asked me what – what I wanted to get out of it. And I wanted to feel like less of a hot mess all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to feel less of a hot mess. And we talked about that's really an emotional, reflexive reaction that you had, uh, or those with ADHD have uh, really just as as a judgment. And uh, uh, would you say that you were judging yourself more, uh, more or less when you came to coaching?
2: I, I, for sure, yes, about everything. I, I felt like I had tried all of the, the tips and tricks and nothing was working and there was a lot of – it was very emotional. I think I cried uh, probably the first two sessions. It was just a lot of lot of shame and a lot of guilt and just feeling like nothing was going right.
1: Yeah, so this is – you said the tips and tricks that everybody was were giving you didn't work. Um, why do you think that is or was?
2: Because – well, I think what I've learned is ADHD is, is so different for everybody, and really, none of us do things exactly the same way. So, it it was more generic, I guess, than specific to my actual situation.
1: Yeah. So, um, do you remember we were the, the the conversation that we had about your organizational system to track uh, prospects? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that,
2: that there was none, or right? I—I told you there was none. It was all—all all in my head.
1: Yeah, it was all in your head. And you said there was no—there was no organization to it all. You were just a mess. It was just—just just disorganized chaos, right? Yes,
2: yeah, swir- swirling thoughts is—I think what—what what the yeah. term I use probably too.
1: And so, um, being in the real estate business, uh, I think we were talking about the—the the thing that you were supposed to do was put all your prospects and contests into a CRM contact relationship manager is that right
2: right correct
1: yeah and you had never really done that before
2: no they they've been telling me to do that for years and I wait maybe would start but I just wouldn't would not follow up with it or just it would fall off you know right right every time
1: yeah so I remember this and everybody yeah Tedious and boring. I remember <laughs> I do this a lot when people come to me. They say I'm disorganized, and I go, "No, no, you are organized. I, I can guarantee it." And like, "No, I'm not." And what I always do is like an industrial engineer. We kind of map out the current um, process first before we do anything. And um, I do this all the time, Kimberly. So it's easy for me to remember. But do you remember when I started interrogating you about how you how you were organized and how you tracked your clients?
2: Yes. <laughs> It was
1: interrogated the right word?
2: You did interrogate me a lot, yes. Um, and I, I recall it was usually just some kind of. Well, it was in my head, but it would be. I would be reminded of it by some type of visual cue, either in my emails or my text messages, or something would remind me that I was working with this client or this is somebody in my in my sphere.
1: That yeah. It was it was a lot of fun, and I'm sharing this with everybody because the, the what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to use this high-tech um, system at the office, um, the contact relationship manager. And I remember specifically we knew that you were really visual, and we talked a lot about working memory, the uh, visual imagery where you imagine things, and you have um, uh, verbal. Uh, working memory which is like kind of self-talk and for many with ADHD talking out uh, helps but the bottom line is we know that the, the visual imagery and recalling something is a bit it's challenging for people with ADHD so they do a lot of leading stuff out as reminders and we had talked about how your desk had a lot of, of stuff on it. it was really reminders but if you put it away it'd be sight, out of mind but as we began to ask you occurred to me is that for the most part people came to you they would text you or they would call you because it's personal business, real estate. And what you would do is just scroll through your texts or scroll through your voicemails and you would begin to see like what you needed to to do based off of just scrolling through. So your, you visually, you had everybody either in your text or voicemail. It just wasn't easy to see all of them. Remember that?
2: Yes. Right. Right. And it would be a lengthy process every time because it would just be scrolling through the same same information to jog my memory again.
1: But it was to jog your memory again, right? Because just like anything else, a CRM has got some information that prompts your memory or tells you what to do, but you're just scrolling through it to kind of jog your memory. And, and it was kind of fun. Um, Everyone, because what we ended up doing was just saying, okay, she was had all this anxiety and all this worry because she couldn't hold all of her clients in her mind at one time. And you tell the, the our, our listeners kind of what we came up with to kind of help relieve that as a system?
2: Well, we, um, we had started using Post-it notes for some other things. So you had given me the idea of putting all of the clients um, that I was working at onto Post-its. And we ended up putting them I put them on a a big poster board, divided them out by buyers and sellers and people I have coming up, and even ones that are you know maybe even a year or two out and I put that up on a mirror in my bedroom um that I can move them around as they as they change status, I can look at them several times a day. And remember that I need to call them I need to do this or that. So it was a constant visual in my face, um, you know, representation of everything that, that we had going on. And I think the biggest aha was that I had a lot more people that I was working with than I thought, which was nice.
1: Yeah, that was, I think, when we, we, we changed you, you were the hot mess with the sales funnel at that point in time because you had yes. so much going on, and we put them on that mirror. All of a sudden, it was like, wow, actually, I, I got my stuff together. Is that right?
2: Right, right, because I before that, I thought everything was just kind of happening by accident, that the client would mm. come out of nowhere, and I didn't have any control over where they were coming from. Um, but this made me feel, really look at it and realize that, you know, these are people that. Um, you know, I had a lot more in there than than I yeah. realized, and it was by accident.
1: Um, what what impact did it have?
2: Surprised.
1: Yeah, when we put when we put all the prospects up on the poster board, which I think is now on your mirror. What like once we had done that, yeah. and you were looking at what impact did that have on you?
2: Um, I I think it gave me a lot more confidence in my business that I really am doing something right. It's not. Just this, you know, by accident, um, type of job, which I, I, you know, been doing it for a, a while, and I just thought it was luck that I was just having good luck. Um, that made me realize that you know, it's, uh, there's no way that I could have 30 different names on here by pure luck.
1: Yeah, so once you got the names up there number one, wow, wait, I I do have something that's kind of going on, but also emotionally, did that kind of just kind of help you calm down a little bit and did it help the anxiety at all?
2: It did. Um it didn't I, I feel like I'd always been worried about when where the next thing is going to come from because it is such, you know, you are really have to rely on other people um in that business, but it it did take a lot of the emotion out of, um, I guess, yep. like, you know, the future that I do have all of these people, you know, in that sales funnel.
1: So. Absolutely. So for the people that are listening, uh, for somebody with ADHD to go to the office and to log people in to a a CRM of a contact, put their name, their address, the phone number, I enter all that information every time you touch the call and stuff like that. It's very tedious. It's very, 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 very boring and very difficult. And in this situation, um, by the way, with your working memory, sometimes when you can't remember everything, you can't hold all that stuff in your mind, worry about like, what am I forgetting? What am I forgetting? Anxiety, we learned from Sharon Selene in the interview one time, is the physical manifestation of worry. And when you have lots of anxiety you actually kind of get overwhelmed. So in this situation the epicenter was really a working memory challenge and we put the post-its of the names of everybody of her clients up so she could see them. It relieved that burden. A you got to see that you're successful. B you didn't have to worry about it because you could look at the the list of clients and the anxiety and the emotion around that kind of brought down and I'm hearing a little bit of confidence. Just from that one small little tweak. I mean, we didn't do much different. All we did was just put the names of your clients on the poster board, right?
2: Correct. Yep.
1: So we didn't really do that. We didn't. We didn't change much. We just tweaked it. Is really all we did. And what a big difference!
2: Yeah, it made a right? huge difference. Right. Right. Definitely the yeah. anxiety level too.
1: Yeah, so we actually proved that you weren't a hot mess and you weren't disorganized. You were really, really pretty organized. We just had to make one small adjustment for working memory and make it all all better. Tell you what, let's go to a break. Um, everyone, our uh, secret word tonight is confess. Our secret word tonight is confess. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages.
0: Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio.
1: Learn how you can change the lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com
0: slash ATR.
1: Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com
0: And now, back to Attention Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Kimberly um, Having a great conversation about uh, how right she is. When I say right, not no slight, but how how unbroken she really is, even though it might not appear the same that way to everyone else. Um, I have to tell you, Kimberly, one of my most favorite things working with you on was uh, really a marketing plan. And when we first started talking, you said you didn't have a marketing plan. Is that accurate? Am I am I making that up?
2: No, that's, I think that's exactly what I said.
1: Yeah. Yet after we had done the post-its, you actually realized that you actually had a, a sales funnel and you really got most of your business through for referrals, right? Correct. So, the fun part about this, everyone, is she's sitting there saying, I don't have a marketing plan. I don't have this, and there's all kinds of anxiety at this point in time. I think it's really because you couldn't see it. It wasn't defined, and everybody was telling you it was supposed to be a different way. Maybe you were supposed to have a report coming out of your CRM. Um, at least that's my guess. Is, does that make sense? Would you agree with that? Or uh, Right, right. Yeah. I
2: think you know, every meeting we would have or conference, they would you know give – agents advice on how to do this or that and this is the way to get more business and so it was the constant feeling of I should be doing this or I need to be doing this I need to be doing more I'll be more successful if I do X Y or Z but and and maybe I would might try to do something different but it never stuck it then I would give up doing that and feel guilty and that was kind of that cycle of I like, should be doing all of these things and I'm not and what's wrong with me, you know,
1: kind of. Yeah, like. yeah. You said guilty. Isn't it kind of isn't this kind of interesting that people make money. The more if they make you feel broken or guilty, that just means you got to buy something else to get fixed. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Yep. More books. More okay. conferences. You know,
1: all of those things. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, when we got done, you really should have been teaching the class. So, everyone, this is basically <laughs> – I'm, I'm going to tell you what we kind of came up with. And you can – Kimberly, if you can tell me this is wrong or not. But Kimberly basically okay. would go out and start social groups like a book club, a bunco group, or something like that, and get people together. And she would get to know them and hopefully make a connection with them on Facebook. And uh Kimberly's kind of a quirky, kind of a fun uh, – just just a just a neat genuine type of person so she would get people over on her Facebook page and she would make funny posts and stuff like that that were really really engaging and then every once in a while you'll slip something in that you're in real estate You know that's there, so people really kind of get to know you, and then when it's time for them to list a house or so they know somebody, because you've got that relationship with you, and and you're not selling to them and you're trusted, you've got your name in front of them. They pick up the phone and give you a buzz, and voila. Am I misrepresenting that?
2: Um, no, that that's that's pretty much it. But I didn't I didn't recognize it as a marketing plan at all. It was just that was just the way I was. I was, you know, living life and working. I didn't think there was a strategy to it before we started talking.
1: So, like, you're like, there's somebody else I was coaching uh, recently, and they were they were told that uh, in real estate they got to make 20 texts a day and a certain number of phone calls every day. These the people, and I'm like you have to do that. Isn't that kind of annoying? And this, this individual is basically moving from one real estate company to, and I said, yeah, because you're, you're disrupting people. It's not a natural conversation when you're always kind of pushing some of that stuff. And it's interesting because from a metrics perspective, like a, you know, one-on-one sales class from upper management, you know, you got to get a, you have to call on a certain number of people to get some people that are interested to take them around, to get them to do that stuff. So that's that thing, but it takes out that personal connection and, you're just doing this in such a nice, natural, easy way. It just feels like Kimberly's my friend. I trust her, and it falls right into your lap, which is really what sales is all about, yet you thought you were broken because you weren't doing it right.
2: Right. Again, yeah, it was just the, the same – just felt it was luck or accident or or something. I It didn't – because it didn't match up to any of the, those things. Um, and I I'm pretty sure – there is a worksheet with my company that says exactly that. If you want to make this much money, you need to do this amount of calls and texts. And, and anytime time I tried to do that, it felt so not genuine to me. It felt fake. And people, I think, sensed that and that, you know, desperation. And it just never worked out.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because now we know that you do that. It's – I forget what we were talking about kind of towards the end because it wasn't really time is like thinking about what your next social group would be and what way you would do it maybe uh, women in business or something like that as just another group for you to set up it you know, whether it's a book club or a bunko class it really doesn't matter because you're just starting the club to interact to have something to interact or talk to people about to establish that relationship to get them onto Facebook to keep in front of them da 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 it's, it's just I mean we just have to start another group it's, almost, it's so formulaic and so simple and natural it's almost like like it's too obvious to be good it's like for some reason isn't it supposed to be harder than that
2: i always thought it was supposed to be harder so i think (laughs) that's why i always felt like i was doing something wrong because it didn't it felt it feels effortless and it's just naturally it's not i don't feel like i'm trying hard to do this i wanted to make friends you know that was the first you know whole reason i was doing that and then it just kind of you know naturally morphed into this
1: so i want to just make one more point and come back to uh uh come back or, or go to break and that is A lot of people out there um, with ADHD, they struggle with selling things to people. That notion of sales is I'm going to go and I'm going to get you to buy something from me. And there's a very – when you think of selling, there's a very self-centeredness to it. I want to sell ice to igloos. It's really whatever. And many people with ADHD I think have difficulty with putting pressure on other people or whatever. And when you flip it around and if you educate people and you're just there – um, you can have people come to you and, and just say, I, I want to roll. Just sign me up. Uh, I know when people call me all the time, I never, ever ask them, you know, do you want to sign up or whatever? I just say, hey, this is what you might have thought. This is what I do. I tell stories, uh, like some of these types of stories about what it really looks like. And then I get done and people go, hey, I tell you what, sign me up. And I think it's really, really important because I think in this in this, this, this. this Program that you've got with the way that you do it is you just get to know people and they just come to you and say hey I you know can you help me on this it's not like you're asking them for the business or or pressing them for it they just know you and they walk in and say I'm I'm really comfortable with her and I'll just sign me up can you help me Um, am I misrepresenting that is that accurate you think
2: yeah I I think that's totally accurate and it's not I always say I'm the the least or the most low pressure person ever. I don't really consider myself, I guess, a salesperson, even though I I am, but I, the, yes, yeah, the people come to me because they see what I offer and they're comfortable with me, but I, yep. I do not push myself on anybody. And I think that's, that's why it works because they don't feel that, that I'm in it for you know, the money or, or for myself. Yep. They feel like I'm there to help them. Um,
1: and if you if you take any sales class, they always say, listen to the client, listen to the client. Sometimes helping them is actually not selling them something, but sending them to another resource. So everyone, out, so far all we've done is we've taken post-its and put them on a board uh, we haven't changed anything really about Emily's organizational structure her marketing plan but notice is as we're helping her understand who she is and who she naturally does all of a sudden the emotions and the guilt and stuff are, are falling by the wayside a little bit we're struck to get a little bit of confidence again we're gonna go to break our secret word uh, tonight is confess and with that we'll be right back after these messages
0: you're listening to attention talk radio We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by
1: learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips.
0: The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your Discovery Session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We are having a, what I consider a, a, a celebratory conversation with Kimberly to share with you guys. Kimberly came to me originally thinking that she was a hot mess, and now I think she's got to confess that she's got her act together um, in more than one way um, that she actually had thought. Um, we've talked about a few things. Um, Emily, another thing that I thought was real fun with you, and, and as the cool part about being a coach is I don't really know what's going to work. All I do is I just listen, and to try to, like, Almost trying to stand in your shoes and 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 try to be creative when I can. I never forget when we were um, we were talking about how you were a list person. You had lists all over the place, and I said, you know, that's great because when you have ADHD and a thought comes to your mind, you need to get out of your head because if you don't, you'll forget about it. So you were actually a thought would come to mind, and you would write it down. And Dr. Barkley talks about point of performance. I have the thought. There's the paper. I'm writing it down. The only thing is a lot of thoughts. Um, that would be related to different things would get onto the same sheet, so you would have lists all over the place with uh, different tasks, to-dos, or thoughts that were all kind of commingled. Can you remember when we we went through that stuff, and and what were you thinking at that time when when you were explaining that was kind of going on and you felt the anxiety about it?
2: I felt I was writing things down all the time. So first of all, I was writing the same thing down on probably, you know, five different lists because it would be whatever I had in front of me at the time. So there was lists everywhere, and I never really went back to the list because they were just, they were a mess. There was no rhyme or reason to it. So reading over, you know, all of the things on there was overwhelming. And so I just, you know, I would write it down to get it out of my head, which helps. But then nothing really happened after that, so it was just things
1: all the place. It was fun because I remember like you were writing it down to get it out of your head, and I was like, "That's perfect. That's a that's a that's a great ADHD strategy." And you were like, "What? You remember that?"
2: Yes. Yep.
1: Yeah. So everybody – this is – again, as a coach, what I do is I try to map out current processes, and then we think about what you need to do. And so in that moment, we began to say, okay, we got we got these ideas on these lists. The problem with it is, is let's say you've got something that comes to mind that you need to do at the office. The question is how do you get that note to your future self? In other words, you in the office, maybe tomorrow i refer to your future self, because it's going to be you in the future at your office. So how do you, you today send a note to yourself so that you get it in the right kind of place? And since everything was commingled, I was like, there's no way we're going to rewrite notes on and, and categorize them. So uh, you want to tell them what we came up with?
2: Well, that's when we started using the Post-its, actually. Um, that we started, I started carrying... Post in my purse, and then I had some in my car and at my desk and so you know anytime i I had a thought or something would come on it, I would write on a post it, which was something I could you know take with me easily you can you know, move it around, organize it um it was just a lot much easier way to take it where I need it needed to be, and then I could throw it away when it was done, so it wasn't just the same you know list that I had to cross off things and try to find the task on there I was looking for. Um, and I always had something with me and it yeah. was the colorful thing actually helped too because it was like more in my face than just a piece of paper
1: yeah, so the fun thing, I did an interview with Dr. Russell Barkley a couple years ago on, on working memory, and um, it was fun because we started talking about working memory and the impact in the world, and we ended up at the end of the day, we said, you know, sometimes papers high-tech for people with ADHD. And rather than use an app or something like that, a lot of people do, it was brilliant how you just wrote it down. When the thought came to mind, we just had to use a different tool, that being the Post-its. And all of a sudden, things got a hell of a lot easier. And everybody, I just want to illustrate I think Emily was actually very, very organized. We just had to make one small adjustment in a tool and a paper system. Sometimes is a really good system, and all of a sudden things get so much easier, so much easier. And so, <clears throat> would you say you're able to manage that stuff so much easier? I mean, I don't know. it's a leading question, but did it make a difference using <laughs> the it? it
2: did. It did make a difference. Yes. It's still, you know, still a work in progress. Still perfecting, you know, the system a little bit, but it made it the it was a it more in my face visual reminder and so it wasn't those swirling thoughts kind of constantly all the time feeling like I had to write it down every single day Um, it it was there it was in front of me it was visual so it you know it kept it out of my head because I could
1: just look at it
2: like oh yeah I remember that that's there and I could get back to that
1: so the thing that I want to share with everybody so far, we go back to that parable, every, every, you know, the world delights in pointing out the mistake of others, and what we've described so far with uh, Kimberly doesn't look like what you're supposed to, but at the end of the day, she's really fixed. She's the hot mess with the sales funnel that's doing really well, and what's really fun is in this mess, I think the biggest thing that I think that changed, and, and Kimberly, you can correct me if I'm wrong, the biggest thing that really changed in our work together was your uh, judgment your emotional judgment on yourself. Thoughts?
2: Yes, yeah, I, I definitely think that. It was just kind of a mindset shift you know, in there that I wasn't doing things the way everybody else was, but I was still doing really well with my job. And I know um, I talked to you about this, that I had other you know, coworkers asking me, you know kind of for my tips to the you know tips to secrets on how i what I was doing, I used to be embarrassed kind of to say like I really don't have you know any kind of plan or you know I just I didn't have anything to share, I guess before because i wasn't I didn't have something on paper that looked like a marketing plan, but just gave me confidence to you know, say this is what I do, and this is what works,
1: yeah. And so there's one a couple of people who would come to you and now they say, Alexa, I'm pulling a Kimberly right now, so they're like adopting your advice sometimes and actually here and yes. labeling it. I'm pulling a Kimberly. That's gotta feel good.
2: <laughs> it does, yes. And I, I got to see some of that in real time and it was um Yeah, it made me it did. It made me feel like that some a lot of these things are are good. They're you know, yeah. they're working. They might not work, so, everybody, but it that's okay. It
1: works it works for you. So our listeners I the the whole point of this show was really just to bring you on and sh and, and, and it was and really be an inspiration to everybody that as odd as um things look and, and realize that the world is trying to get you to I mean they like to sell you stuff and it's it's easy. I mean they make money if you're broken and they like to point out all your mistakes. That if you actually stop and think about and look at what you're doing um, it's pretty profound, and that notion that you actually are organized and and really can convey that. So any, any last things that you'd like to share personally or individually with our listeners that might that, that you think they might find of, of help and interest? Because hopefully they'll get inspired to pay attention to the way they do it and not necessarily do it the way the books say. Um, yeah,
2: that's, that's the biggest thing is um – like I shared before, it was all the books, and the everything tells you you have to do it a certain way, and it's so easy to feel like a failure and feel all this you know shame like why why is this not working for me? Why am I you know just something's wrong with me? I'm broken um or whatever it was, and you know as long as it it gets the job done, and i it doesn't matter, I guess how yep. people do
1: it. Well, uh, kudos to you for pulling together, everyone. My message really is, is that, again, one of the things when it comes to organization and disorganization, you're doing a lot right. All the clues to what work is what's doing, what you're doing right, not which what you're having a hard time with. So, with all that, Kimberly, thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: All right, everybody. Uh, our secret word tonight is confess. I hope you enjoyed tonight. It was very inspirational for me working with Kimberly through this process, and I hope that she's inspired you. Uh, Hope you've enjoyed it. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.